Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, Palestinian doctor Isaldine Aboulesh has lost more than 22 members of his family to war with Israel. Somehow, he still believes passionately in peace. He joins me live. Calls for a ceasefire in Gaza grow ever louder. Should Israel hold his fire, would that be a gift for Hamas? Jenk Yuga and Rabbi Shmuley go head to head. Plus, protesters across the world have been tearing down posters of Israelis captured and kidnapped by terrorists. This man was caught on camera doing it. I ask him why. Live from the news building in London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. The job of the Home Secretary is to keep our country safe. Suella Braverman is doing the exact opposite. Her reckless disregard for responsibility of the office she holds, a very high office, is now actively putting people in danger. Quite frankly, she's become a disgrace to her government and her country. Today, Braverman accused London's Met Police of playing favourites with pro-Palestine protesters, even going as far as to claim the senior officers are deliberately allowing them to break the law. She slurs the protesters as mobs. And no matter where you stand on the Palestine march planned for Armistice Day, the Home Secretary should be calling for calm and letting the police get on with their jobs. Instead, she's pouring fuel on the flames of a tense situation that's already in grave danger of blowing up. This was the reaction of former Met Chief Superintendent Dal Babu. Right-wing groups who are going to turn up who have been emboldened by what the Home Secretary says. Some of the things that Suala Bradman is saying, as a as a, a, a brown woman, um, would, would not be tolerated if it was said by a white man. A white woman, you know, some of the things she said about uh, Pakistani men, some of the things she's saying about hate marches, you know, I, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted. Well, he's right. As officers prepare to keep the peace at one of the most inflammatory public demonstrations in years, she's effectively told the public they can't trust the police. She compared the Palestine supporters to Protestants in Northern Ireland, equating her own unionist supporters with terrorist sympathisers. She called an anti-war protest a hate march to rile the public. Now she's given the green light to vigilantes. All this in the same week, she outrageously said that being homeless is a lifestyle choice and she wants to ban homeless people from sleeping in tents. For all our sakes, Braverman needs time off, a lot of time off. Downing Street says it had no forewarning of her comments, which makes Prime Minister Rishi Sunak look, well, weak. It's no surprise that Labour is now demanding she's fired. This isn't the way in which a Home Secretary should behave. He must know in himself that the role of responsible government is to reduce tension and to support the police in difficult decisions that they have to make. He's got a, a Home Secretary who's, who's out of control and he is too weak to do anything about it. Well, like many people in this country, I feel uncomfortable about the Armistice Day, Armistice Day march, but I fundamentally believe in the right to peaceful protest and to freedom of speech. The minority of people who turn up to incite violence or glorify terrorists should be dealt with by the police. There are laws that prohibit this. The police already know that. Now the Home Secretary has sent them into a volatile situation that she's made even more dangerous. Braverman has been fired from this job once before over a massive security breach. 
Rishi Sunak shouldn't have rehired her. I said that at the time. Now he needs to fire her again, and this time for good. Well, my first guest tonight has lost an unbelievably large number of relatives to war in Gaza. In 2009, tragedy struck Dr. Izzeldin Abulaish when an Israeli tank shelled his home, claiming the lives of his three daughters and a niece. But the current conflict has also taken the lives of many more of his relatives. And Dr. Abulaish, a trailblazing figure, made history as the first Palestinian doctor to serve in an Israeli hospital. He's a passionate advocate for peace and reconciliation between Israelis and Palestinians, a mission that he encapsulated in his memoir entitled I Shall Not Hate, A Gaza Doctor's Journey on the Path to Peace and Human Dignity. And I'm, I feel honoured, actually, to say that Dr Izzeldin Abulayish joins me now. Th Doctor, thank you for coming here today. Thank you, thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate it. I know we were just talking before we came on air. You were raised in the Jabali refugee camp. I was born, raised and lived in my home still in Jabalia camp. And a lot of your relatives have still. already been killed since October the 7th there. Yes. Uh, in these airstrikes. But also you've told me that right now there are ongoing attacks. Yes, they are there in Jabalia camp, living, staying there. They are alive now. I don't know after we finish if they will be alive to talk to them or not. But it's important, Piers, I want to tell you, let us talk a man to a man. Mm. Do you have children? Yes. So, a father to a father, a human to human. You know, once the apple fell down, we discovered the gravity. So let us today discover the humanity and the truth. Mm. Because the truth is important based on evidence, Jesus said. Seek the truth, and the truth sets you free. And I hope all to be free today from this meeting and to be human and to behave as a human and to advocate only and just only for humanity. How many members of your family have been lost since October the 7th? About the 25th. October 7th, when I watched it, I found that my sister's house where my brothers and nieces were there. And this is all the members of the family who were killed. These are all your members of your family? Of the family on the 7th. They became biles, their bodies. This is my niece who was killed. This is her body. This my niece who was engineer graduated she, found, she was found under the rubble. This is my niece. She is a medical doctor. She was supposed to start her specialty. This, my cousin, this is my nephew, who is a physiotherapist, and he was killed. This is my niece's daughter, and that's what we want to see. These people, they have names. They have faces. And that's what is needed. This is my daughter, Bisan, who was killed 16th of January 2009, who said, to meet violence with violence doesn't solve any problem. There is an alternative way. It's not by action and reaction. It's by being a human and behaving and thinking of others. This is Mayar and Aya. Even my niece, she named her daughter, Aya, after my daughter, Aya was killed 
also. These daughters, I raised them to be human. To be advocate for human, I sent them to peace camps. And she said to me... With Israelis? With the Israelis. And she said to me, I found how similar are we. We are similar, but we need to be equal. We need to be free. We need to appreciate the dignity, the freedom of all. Does the life, I want to ask you, does the life of the Palestinians matter as equal to the Israelis or not? Yes. Does the freedom of the Palestinians matter as the freedom of the Israelis? Yes. And that's what always I advocated for. Mm. I worked at the hospital Mm. when I delivered a baby, the newborn baby. The cry of the newborn baby is a cry of hope, cry of life. But now we are crying blood. Our tears are blood. The children that I helped to deliver, they are free. All of them are free. Why not to run a normal, free life? Medicine for me is a human equalizer, Mm. stabilizer, socializer, and harmonizer. So we need to live free, with dignity, with equality in this world. And that's the peace. I fully advocate it. Because once we have these means, peace will be a consequence. Violence, that we talk about violence. What is violence? Violence when we violate someone's dignity, life, and the human rights. So it's time. And even October 7th proved because we tried it many times, military means and wars. It's a futile. It's a waste of time and lives. It increases bloodshed, animosity, hatred, violence, pain, suffering. And most important is the extremism. The only way is to sit, and I am sure, This can't be solved with military means. It's only by political and diplomatic means acknowledging the rights of all to live side by side as equal. And that's the only way, without leaving anyone behind. You talked earlier about growing up in the Jabali refugee camp, which was struck, of course, by airstrikes, devastatingly killing members of your family, as you've just recounted so powerfully. What was life like when you were there as a young person? My life as a Palestinian refugee, because I was born as a refugee, my parents were refugees. My grandparents were refugees. They were expelled from their homeland to be thrown as a refugee. And being a refugee, what do we mean by a refugee? You are deprived of your dignity. You become moving in this world naked, exposed. But thanks to our parents, that they lost everything but they realize the hope is in their children. We have to be educated, and Palestinian people, they invest everything in the education of their children. They cut from their food that now, in Gaza Strip, with the collective punishment, they are deprived of bread, of water, of health, of gas, of fuel. How the world can watch it and not to take action. How can you tolerate to see your son hungry? He needs milk. What are you going to do? When I see a bleeding patient, I rush to stop the bleeding. When I see a woman who is in labor pain, I rush to help her without discrimination, 
or to say to her, why are you screaming? Why are you crying? And that's what we need. So as a child, I was, I suffered of rheumatic fever, admitted to the hospital. I wanted to be a medical doctor in order to rescue my family from the misery of life. Mm. And that's we as Palestinians, we don't believe in the impossible thing. We have hope in our children. I succeeded to get a scholarship to study medicine in Cairo. Everything in life I planned, I succeeded. From Jabalia camp to Cairo University, to London, to Italy, to Belgium, to Harvard University. Even when I went to Harvard, the only thing which was standing with me was Palestine flag to be raised. Mm. I am Palestinian and the proud Palestinian. And that's what I want the world to hear from the Palestinians. Palestinians are people like others with hopes, with the plans, with the dreams. They love life and they care about others. And that's what we want the world to hear from us, not to hear about us. The only impossible thing I believe in is to return my daughters back to life. It was 2008, I think, when you lost your wife to cancer. And that was a crushing blow. And you were left to bring up your eight children on your own. Yes. And then within a year, devastatingly, an Israeli tank during that war at the time that was raging at the time with Gaza, an Israeli tank fired on your house and your three daughters and a niece were all killed in the most brutal manner imaginable, blown to pieces by this tank. And you were there. I was and, with them. And, and there was an extraordinary moment. And I have asked if, if you're comfortable with us to play a little bit of this, because it, I remembered at the time, I was at CNN, I uh, was just about to join CNN, and I remember uh, hearing this, and it was uh, just so moving, because you had a friend on an Israeli television station, and you had regular dialogue with him during yes. this war, and you would call in and you'd update and so on. And you came on and you spoke to him just after you'd lost your daughters to this strike, and this is a little bit of that conversation. יש לו שמונה ילדים שבמשך כל המלחמה הוא הגן עליהם בבית שלו, בבית להיה. אולי הדבר היחיד שאנחנו יכולים לעשות זה לפנות למי שיכול כבר, אולי בצה"ל, בבית שלו. אבו ליש, תגיד לי את הבית שלך, איפה אתה נמצא? אולי ישלחו אמבולנסים אליך, אולי יאפשרו להגיע אליך באמבולנסים. It's, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever watched on television. And eventually, your friend, that presenter, he had to, he had to go because he wanted to keep talking to you. And he was so distressed himself, he wanted to go off and do it yes. privately, which he did. But a, an agonizing moment for you, for him, for everybody involved in that. And as a consequence of that, many people in your position may have chosen a path of wanting revenge or retribution in some way to meet violence with violence, but you went completely the different way and you ended up taking your family and you ended up in Canada. How did you find the strength to not go down the path of wanting revenge? It's important what you mentioned because my wife passed away 16th of September 2008, yeah. quarter to 5 p.m., and my daughters were killed 16th of January 2009, quarter to 5 p.m., four months exactly. Two traumas, tragedies, 
And what you heard, what I said, Ya Allah, Ya Rab, you know the meaning, mm. O oh God, O oh Lord. Yes. At that moment, as what I see now, I lost faith in humanity because the world was watching what is happening. As we are watching what is happening now, Palestinians are just numbers. They are not numbers. They are human. Yes. And that's what I would like each of us who are watching to zoom in to put himself in the position of the Palestinians. You know what you did so powerfully, uh, Doctor, was when you showed the pictures of your family. So, but it's you, you important. Put, but you put a name in the f to the face. Yes. And you made people at home watching this but understand why? What these are real me? people. But it's important. What helped me? I am a person of faith. This is important. My life experience, mm. my profession as a medical doctor, mm. if a patient dies, I don't stay there. I have to move to the next patient to save. But I need to learn why the first patient died and what are the causes, the triggers of the death of that patient. Let's just pause there. I've got to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the root cause of all this and I want to talk about how you believe from this current nightmare, not least for you and your family, we can somehow maybe get to peace. I think you're one of the best people to talk to about that. So we'll be back after the break with Dr. Abu Leish. Huh? Well, I'm still with Dr. Isaldeen Abu Leish. I'm sure anyone who watched that uh, first part of this interview uh, would have been like me, I think very, I think, taken aback by the eloquence that you talk with, the courage that you speak with. It's really palpable. And uh, I'm just so glad you came in to do this with me face to face so I can really feel it from you, because you're so right. Palestinian lives are as important as Israeli lives. And, you know, here's the question I want to ask you. How do we your entire life has been ravaged by this conflict from when you were a baby to now. And you've lost so many members of your family and you're losing them as we speak probably, horrifically, in this camp that you grew up in. It's like this vicious circle that never ends. How do we end it? Yeah, we need to end to understand the root causes of the problem. The Palestinian people and the Israeli people. And I described it. We are like conjoined twins. We have no other way than to live together. And when we speak about peace and the people, they talk about peace. Peace is not just a word. Peace is a way of life that we believe in it. Mm. And there are between whom we want peace. Peace is a relationship between me and you. Even peace is a relationship between us and the earth that we damage the earth with the, the climate change. And there are certain requirements for peace we need. Justice, equality, freedom. Human then, rights, right? Equal yes, rights. Yes, right, equal rights. Then peace will be a consequence of can, that. Can peace ever be achieved now if Hamas are in charge in Gaza? As I mentioned to you, it's about Palestinian people and then Israeli people. It's not about Palestinians and the settlers, Smotrich yeah. or Benigvir or those yeah. settlers. We want peace between the people and that's what is needed. Palestinians and Israelis, we are created. But that has to, in the end, that has to be a political solution. It's the only way. Do you, but do you think on either side 
there is the leadership there that can possibly forge peace. Believe me, even if there is no, we need the international community to bring them. And we have the platform. We have the international resolutions. We have the human rights resolutions. Because ending the conflict, all of the world will benefit from it. You see the consequences of what is happening now. The consequences are spreading everywhere in the world. You see it in the UK, polarization. Yeah the marshes, everything. Mm. So when we solve the conflict there, all of the world will benefit from Why it. Why do you think it's not been solved yet? I mean, I look at Northern Ireland, for example, which was three decades or more of violence, but eventually it got resolved. But it seems to be... You, you know, know why? Why? I met with Martin McGuinness yes. before, and he said to me, we were going, confronting each other. Once we started to move side by side as equal... Mm. We put an end to that. And that's what we need. The international community, the world, that we can, Palestinians and Israelis, to move side by side as equal with dignity and respect of the human rights, not as fighters. Because a small room can't accommodate two fighters, mm. but it can accommodate hundreds of friends. And that's the only way. And we are so close to each other. The communalities between Palestinians and Israel is more than anyone else. Mm. So we need to use it, but based, as I said, on equality, respect of the human rights, dignity of the Palestinians is equal to the dignity of the Israelis. The freedom of the Palestinians, even I go far beyond that. The Israelis' freedom, safety, security, a future, and independence is linked and dependent on the Palestinians. Mm. We are one. We are conjoined the twins. We can't separate it. So it's time to understand also military means and power will never put an end to this. Do you, do you, obviously you dream of this, but do you think it's a realistic dream that in your lifetime you can have a two-state solution with Israel and Palestine both identifying each other as states and people living with equal human rights? Do you think that's possible? As I said to you, nothing is impossible in life. Mm. If there is a will, there is a way. And that's what is needed. And that's what is needed. Even if the Palestinians and the Israelis, there is a challenge, we need the involvement of the international community based on fair intervention, mm. based on the... Inter because we want to have order in this world. We want, you know, this order. Because you, we live in a discordant world mm. these days. So we want to resume a trust in the international community. In order, the people in this world, they lost safety, security, trust. So we want to resume it. And that's the only way to start with the Palestinian-Israeli conflict based on the human rights conventions, the international resolutions, and to resume trust in the international institutions. Believe me, I see it. Yes. It can be quickly. If I ask you before, yes, Arafat will meet with Rabin and to shake hands. Mm -hmm. One year before 94... Are you crazy? Yeah. They will not. Yeah. And they met. They were calling Yasser Arafat as a terrorist. But then he became a hero. Nelson Mandela, yes. he was a terrorist. Yeah. But he was from his side. He was a freedom fighter. And that's what we need. We need wisdom. We need the rational people. We need the involvement of the international community. Doctor, we've run out of time on this interview. And I know you want to go and find out what's happening to your family right now. I would love to stay in touch with you. I would love you to come back on the show regularly. And we talk about this because you're such a powerful voice. Thank you. For Thank you in. so much, my dear. And my heart goes out to you for what's Thank happened you. to your Thank family. Thank you so much. It Thank really you. does. Thank for you. all the family members you've Thank lost. Thank you. For all of the Palestinians and the Israelis. Yes.
You are an amazing voice. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. A remarkable man, Dr. Izzeldin Abulaj. And says so next tonight, Israel will implement four-hour pauses to let civilians flee from Gaza, but calls for a full-blown ceasefire grow ever louder. Should Israel hold its fire? Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back. The G7, including the UK and US, is calling for humanitarian pauses in Gaza. Many other countries in the Middle East are demanding a full ceasefire. Israel has ruled out a ceasefire, while Hamas holds around 240 hostages who were kidnapped during the deadly terror attacks on October the 7th. It says there's already tactical pauses in its daily assaults on the Gaza Strip, where more than 10,500 people reportedly now being killed in Gaza, including over 4,000 children, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. On Sunday, the Pope made an urgent plea to stop the conflict, saying, I pray to you to stop in the name of God, cease the fire. So with so much bloodshed, is it time for a ceasefire? Join me now to discuss this. America's rabbi and best-selling author, Rabbi Shmuley Batayak. And welcome back to Young Turks creator and Democratic presidential challenger, Cenk Ugar. Uh, well, welcome to both of you. Um, Cenk, let me start with you. Many people are calling for a ceasefire. Uh, Queen Rania of Jordan, Angelina Jolie, uh, Arab leaders and so on. Uh, I presume you would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that they've murdered enough Palestinian civilians. Uh, and even Netanyahu, in an interview with ABC News, said, now that we're on the ground, we're finally pressuring Hamas on hostages. Oh, so the 7,000 bombs you dropped were totally useless and collective punishment and your attempt to murder civilians on purpose as some sort of sick vengeance. So please stop the murders. Cease fire right now. Rabbi Shmuley, your response. Uh, Cenk is polling in the Democratic presidential primaries at zero percent, nothing. He has a greater That's likelihood of being elected the new king of France. And no, don't interrupt me, please. 
And the reason is that the American people are decent. They understand that Cenk's anti-Semitism, which he has voiced on your show repeatedly, calling Jews genocidaires, and this is the eve of Kristallnacht, the 85th anniversary of the start of the Holocaust. He would deny the Jewish people the only dignity left to us that we were victims of genocide, and he would say that we are the Nazis, we are the Gestapo, for simply wanting to I defend didn't say ourselves any of that. Didn't against stop the brutality I didn't and the savagery of, of Hamas. Cenk, 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 Cenk. Cenk, you'll have your turn. Just show some decency. If you're not going to show it to my people, show it to me and show it to the viewers of the show. Stop but who is lying. surprised Everything that a man, is a that, who is surprised that a man whose whose name, the name of whose podcast is Young Turks, who perpetrated the Armenian genocide. The Young Turks is like calling your podcast the Young Nazis, the Young Gestapo. They killed one and a half to two million Armenians between 1915 and 1918. The Armenian community has begged Cenk to change the name of his show. For the first half of his life, he was a complete Are Armenian you genocide denier. The issue? Are now, you now, discuss now, the now, issue? now, now he is a Holocaust denier because he is saying that the Nonsense. Jews are engaged Total in a genocide lie. of the can Palestinians. You now, this liar? which nation? Which, how right. can there be no, no. 1.8 million Muslim made, you, Arab citizens? Rabbi Shrumi, okay. I'm going to go to Cenk. You said some very strong things about Cenk. You can now respond, Cenk. Yeah, this, you should never have this guy on air. Everything he said is a lie. I don't deny the Holocaust. That's insanity. And in terms of the Armenian genocide, uh, there is a powerful analogy there. Why was it a genocide? And yes, it was a genocide. Why? Because they moved and displaced so many people and killed civilians on the way. What is Israel doing? Moving and displacing millions of people and killing innocent civilians. It is the exact definition of a genocide. So I don't... I, I think the Jewish people are an amazing people, and their, their culture is beautiful, and I don't tolerate any anti-Semitism. But I think that the occupation is decaying the moral core of Israel. How long are you going to oppress these people? But Jen, and I know this guy, all he wants to do is an ad hominem attack. He's a liar, He's and you could tell exactly what kind of indecent human being he is, but the main reason he's doing it is to avoid the topic. When are you going to stop murdering Palestinians and cheerleading it? Okay. If you're talking about Jen, genocide, you're the one may, right may now I, doing the genocide. May I respond? May I respond? May I respond? <laughs> Yes, well, go, ahead, more lies. go ahead. You know, I've spent I've spent my life debating people. Whenever someone whenever someone starts using personal names and screaming like a lunatic, they're losing the debate. Let me remain. You're factual. the one First who of all, made the up Palestinians, things. The Palestinians, the Palestinians, the, the Palestinians were offered a state in 1936 in the Peel Commission. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1947, the UN Partition Plan. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 1967 after Israel conquered Judea and Samaria and the West Bank. They rejected it. They were offered a state in 2000, Yasser Arafat, Ehud Barak. They rejected it. They were offered a state with Ehud Omer 2008. They rejected it. They have the Israel unilaterally withdrew from Gaza in 2005, and they did not create a state. In fact, where were you, Cenk, when you say that you care about Palestinian children, when Hamas stole the highest rate of per capita international foreign aid, larger than the Marshall Plan, from Palestinian children, did not build schools for them, did not build hospitals, took all the money to buy bombs and to build a network of tunnels, which is larger than the, than the New York subway system. Where were you then? Why are, did you only come up now? In fact, when Bashar al-Assad killed 600,000 children, Arab children, when he gassed them with mustard gas, my organization took out full-page New York Times, 
ads to protect them from sarin gas. Where are you then? You don't care about Arab children. You are a Jew hater, defined as someone who only Shut wants to lie up. and say that the Jews you are bigot. genocidaires. You and racist. don't try to cancel me and say that I shouldn't be on. You're not a producer of this show. Because you are ignorant of the facts and ignorant of the history does not mean that you can cancel uh, Jake, my voice. Jake, your you response. Okay, so first of all, you this guy is a full-blown bigot. He's one of the most racist people I have ever seen, does not value Palestinian lives at all. And everything he said about me is 100% untrue. I was vicious in my criticism of Bashar al-Assad. I have criticized Hamas over and over again, and I think what they did in the attack against Israel was reprehensible. But for God's sake, how long are you going to occupy these people? For me, the idea of Israelis and Palestinians or Muslims or Jews being different is absurd. Those are just stupid labels that we put on people. They're all human beings. I value the Israeli life just as much as I value the Palestinian life. We're all human. Stop using these nonsense Jake, labels Jake, let me ask to you a kill question. each other. Jake, and let me... all this guy wants to do is more murder of Palestinians. Jake, let me ask when you... are you going to let them go? Jake, let me ask you a question. You mentioned genocide there. What Hamas is actually in its charter dedicated to doing is the purest oh, personification well. of genocide. Well, it is. They want to see the eradication yeah. of Israel, and they proved on October the 7th they will kill as many Jews as they can possibly get their hands on. So that is pure genocide. What Israel yeah. is doing in return, I don't think meets the category of genocide. Right, because they don't no, want to get rid of every Palestinian. They don't want to kill every Palestinian. No, They want to kill every Hamas standard. terrorist. Now, there are legitimate question marks about how they're going about this and about the civilian casualties. But there is a, there is a, a moral distinction between what Hamas no, is. is dedicated to doing and what Israel is dedicated to doing, isn't there? No. Uh, first of all, Hamas is a bunch of idiots. They should take that stuff out of their charter. It, all it does is hurt the Palestinian cause. I agree. There's no call for it. It's dumb and it's immoral. But Hamas claims that they would like to do these things, and from time to time they do these attacks that are horrible and they should never do. But Israel actually kills Palestinians, actually occupies Palestine, actually denies the Palestinians a state. So there's this absurd talk of like, oh, if Hamas was super powerful, they might deny Israel its existence. Except Israel does exist. And, it, and, the, and the Palestinian state does not exist because Israel is blocking their state. So stop using... Pro and I'm not Pierce, saying it to you, Pierce. Pierce, Pierce may I, but may this I, propaganda... May I this propaganda I hold on, this. hold on. You know, Cenk, you and I, you and I, Cenk, you and I, you and I are almost the same age, and I'm actually quite worried for how upset you get on TV. You've got to protect your health. You're just kind of losing it. Now, calm because down. Because I'm upset be clear. that you uh, keep advocating when you, when for you the murder of civilians. When you keep on saying, Cenk, Cenk, you have like to stop yelling, you have to stop screaming, and you need to know the facts. The Palestinians were offered a state seven times, and they rejected it seven times. Bill Clinton told Yasser Arafat in 2000, you have made me a failure as president because Israel was giving you 97% of Judea and Samaria and the old city of Jerusalem. And Ehud Barak even offered the Temple Mount, the holiest site in Judaism, and the Palestinians rejected it. You simply don't know the history. Read a book. In fact, read a Wikipedia article before you get on TV. Number two. You know, you made a very good point before, Pierce, that Winston Churchill is the greatest British statesman and hero of the 20th century. Let's remember, when Churchill was faced with a genocidal threat of the Nazis, you know what he did, which Israel would never consider doing? He laid waste to 70% of Dresden, Essen, 
Cologne, Berlin. He, dis he eviscerated Germany and turned it into a parking lot, murdering about six million German civilians. Israel has never even considered doing a thousandth of that. And FDR acquiesced to it, and he's considered our greatest president of the 20th century. And then Harry Truman dropped two atomic bombs on Nagasaki, Hiroshima. So I, and, and Israel has nuclear weapons, has never considered doing that. Israel opened up well, the humanitarian okay, let me come today, at you. begging Rabbi, the government. So, no, so I have, so I have no, one I want question. To come I have, back I have, I have a simple, simple question. Cenk. No, Will no, no, I, I want to ask you a question, Rabbi. Will you call Winston Churchill a war criminal on this show today? Will you call Churchill a war criminal? All right, Jen, answer so, that question. Okay, so Rabbi Shmuley, if you're actually a rabbi, um, what the standards of history have changed. So the Mongols went into Baghdad and killed every man, woman, and child, killed 800,000 people, the largest city in the world. Now, we don't live by those standards anymore. And right now, if uh, a modern British prime minister or American president uh, advocated for dropping a nuclear bomb in Japan or f killing 70% of the people that live in Dresden, you're damn right I'd call him a war criminal. It's a different situation okay. today than it was in the past. And so what you're saying is, hey, we only murdered 10,000 civilians and wantonly and recklessly, and we only did a partial genocide, so we're not as guilty. No, I, I'm not buying it no. at all. Rabbi Shmuley, I want to ask you a question. Okay, hang on, Rabbi, I want to ask you a question, which is this, which is the unique scenario in Gaza, is that nearly half of the civilian population are children. They have nothing to do with this. They're not politicians, they're not in Hamas, they're not terrorists, they're not military, they're kids. And they are in their thousands being killed here. And I ask you, really, is there, is there any limit, you as a rabbi, of the number of children who need to be killed to get rid of Hamas here, or is there no limit? Of course there's a limit. We mourn the death of every Arab, Muslim, Palestinian child as if a Jewish child died. They are absolutely equal before God. That's why Israel withdrew completely and utterly in 2005, something that Cenk will not even acknowledge. There isn't one Israeli soldier, there wasn't until this new invasion, because of the attack on Zderot, because of the... I went to those places, Pierce, I was there two weeks ago. I saw the blood caked on the walls, congealed to three or four inches. I saw the knives that were used to murder entire families. We saw the place where Thai, not Jewish, Thai farm workers who were growing pumpkins were beheaded. We saw the body of, of Shani Luke, and I spoke to her mother, Ricarda, who was taken naked. These are religious men in Hamas, taken naked in her underwear and her bra, her dead body, these necrophilia savages. We saw all that. How many, how many Palestinian children need to die? God forbid, not one. All Hamas needs to do is let the civilian population go south. Stop using them as human shields. Hamas wants these Palestinian children to die. Every Palestinian child to Hamas is a bulletproof Okay, vest. but you said that they you said... for no other reason than to humiliate Israel. Okay. Let them go south and be safe. Okay. But Hamas wants them... But Rabbi Shmuley, it's Hamas's fault, it's Hamas's fault, it's Hamas's Rabbi fault. Rabbi Shmuley, you did say there is a limit. What is that limit? Uh, Pierce, it's hard to put a number on how many people Hamas is prepared to allow to die in order to destroy the state of Israel. Remember, Hamas's motto is from the sea 
uh, from the you know from the from sea to sea, Israel will be uh, Palestine will be free. It's the annihilation of every Jew. Iran calls for it openly. A second Holocaust. This is the eve of Kristallnacht. I don't want to put a number on how many Palestinian children. We. I want a ceasefire right now. Hamas must surrender unconditionally, just like FDR and just like Churchill demanded of the Nazis, unconditional surrender, release the hostages. We get a ceasefire right now. Cenk, let me ask you to call for a ceasefire by having Hamas, who you think actually cares about the Palestinian population, to announce their surrender. Call for their surrender right now. They launched this attack unprovoked against Israel. They slaughtered 1,400 people. They are holding little babies whose diapers need to be changed as hostages. Call for them to surrender unconditionally. All right, Jen, final word to you. Can we... Okay. So, look, all this is nonsense. Uh, first of all, Israel did not withdraw. They controlled the borders of Gaza 100%. And as you can tell now, they cut off the water and power anytime they want. Uh, the Jewish people have been oppressed throughout history. My heart goes out to the Jewish people for all the pain and the suffering that they have endured through all of these years. But now Israel, unfortunately, is not the oppressed. It is the oppressor. Look at them dropping 7,000 bombs on grandmothers and children. There's an American nurse that explained on CNN yesterday about how she sees uh, little kids with burns all across their bodies. So Hamas is terrible. Yes, I can call for their surrender. That's easy. I don't like Hamas. I think Hamas is Muslim fundamentalist. But it's an impossible standard. And you know they're not going to meet that standard. And because you want to keep killing those civilians to show them how mighty you are and what a great oppressor you are. I'm sick of it. And it's not only ruining the Palestinians and causing their deaths, but it is ruining, it is calling, it is causing the moral decay of Israel. Blood libel, blood libel. This is a blood Nonsense. libel against the Jewish people. Stop you may as well hiding. just say that we drink no, the blood it's not working of Christian anymore. children and it's our not working. Cenk, okay. you are guilty of a blood libel on the eve of Kristallnacht. Yeah, you should yeah, be ashamed yeah, of yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to call it a blood look, libel. Change thing, the name of your thing. show away from Young Turks who are genocidaires who kill a million Armenians. I'm going to try and wrestle things back to the host here and call a ceasefire for now. It's been a fascinating debate. Very passionate on both sides. I get that. I appreciate you both agreeing to debate each other. I think that's important in this uh, situation. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, I appreciate it. Uh, this, this guy's ruining... The, there's tremendous anti-Semitism in the world. By crying wolf, he's actually from hurting people the like Jewish you. cause from people tremendously. Like you. From people like you. Okay, you're from a bigot. Like you. Stop killing Palestinians, you bigot. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Uncensored. Hamas terrorists are still holding around 240 hostages who they kidnapped and brought into Gaza during the October 7th terror attacks. Posters displaying their faces, including many of the children, a desperate plea for help have been put up on walls around the globe. However, anti-Israel protesters have taken it upon themselves to rip them down. In New York, multiple flyers are torn away daily. In Germany, police were caught tearing down posters of hostages too. And here in London, the same has happened. My next guest was caught in the act, Shihab El-Refi, uh, tore down posters of the hostages in Los Angeles, and he joins me now. Uh, Mr El-Refi, why would you rip down posters of hostages? Why would you do that? What's the answer? Because it is perpetuating a completely false narrative that the Israelis are the victims, of which I do not promote uh, any violence towards any innocent human being, regardless of their background or beliefs or any uh, 
type of uh, targeting of a specific individual. And those people th that have their pictures on those posters, I do not know them, and I do not wish anybody who is innocent any type of harm. It is more of a symbolic gesture, because it is pathetic propaganda that they are putting into uh, civilian areas th that we are living in, and they're perpetuating this narrative to keep subconsciously well, programming let me tell you people what the, to think that Hamas are terrorists. Let me tell you what or, the... What let the me not even refer to Hamas, well, just the Palestinian people let, in general and Muslim people in general. Yeah, let me tell you the context... Just conte like 9-11. Let me tell you the context of, of where you did this. You were several blocks down from the Holocaust Museum in Los Angeles. There are many Jewish people yes. who live in Los Angeles. And these 240 hostages include uh, grandmothers who escaped the Holocaust. They include three-month-old babies... They include many children, and their families are understandably desperate for information about where they are and whether they're still alive. And we've already had some cases where people, from the identity on the posters, they have been identified as still alive. Why would you deprive families of that? All due respect to anybody who is suffering uh, the loss of people that they love, which many people around the world are currently suffering from, but there's always a spotlight on a specific demographic of people. Because apparently, just like George Orwell would say, uh, some people are more equal than others. And also a very important clarification that needs to be done is the difference between Zionism and Judaism. Zionism is a political ideology that is using Judaism as a front to push its agenda, whereas Judaism is simply a religion of which my own religion stems from. Why don't you answer my questions? Would, you like, me, would about, you like me to show... We're talking about 240 people. Why are you laughing? What's possibly funny about because this? It's, because, it's, because if you have uh, the background information that I have about the world in general and how politics is a game and war is business, you'd realize why this... I'm not laughing at people suffering. Not at all. I completely you literally do not were just laughing. wish that to happen to You anyone. were literally laughing as I asked you about yes, 240 the dynamic... hostages, including a three-month-old baby. Uh, what about all the people that are getting obliterated in Gaza right now? Why don't you and stop playing what about Why don't you stop playing what about it? There are mass protests. What going happened on. to the hostage? There are mass hold protests. On, hold on. To be clear, hold on. What happened to, no, to the me, old lady that was released and she shook his hand before there leaving? There are mass protests. I appreciate if you don't interrupt me. There are mass protests all over the world, pro-Palestinian protests. They I are haven't joined a single they protest. Are being allowed, to, hold on. They I are being allowed to happen. I have not joined a single protest. But they're being allowed okay, to happen. I would, like, I would like to send a message to those protesters and protesters around the world. When you go out into the street uh, begging your so-called leaders to do something, why don't you do something yourself? Why, are we, why do we keep giving the authority and power to certain pathetic individuals who have no competence to be in the positions that they're in to continue having the quote-unquote power? The power is within each and every single individual, which is something we have completely forgotten. And this is how they, they have people like puppets on strings. Again, I simply no, ask you... you many I, humani well, wait a many, minute. many members of modern humanity are pathetic. I simply ask you why you would rip down posters of people who've been taken hostage, oh, which may give their families some hope, if someone can identify them, that they may it's still false be alive. Hope, just like... OK, let me answer your question uh, on multiple layers. It's false hope, number one. If they really wanted them back, they'd be back. Number two, uh, what about all the other families that are suffering from... They're seeing their direct family getting mm. bombed and their entire... Uh, the videos that I'm seeing on accounts like Mu'taz Azazi's uh, Instagram page and many other journalists that are there posting about these things. If I started doing that on the street and putting his content... Just take a screenshot and put it on the street. 
Los Angeles and any place that is of a civilian manner is not going to be civilian anymore. It's going to be too graphic for people to walk around on the streets and live their day, live the rest of their lives. And also another message that to the That has nothing the, to the, do the, with the, the question I asked you, again. Nothing to do with it. You're not answering uh, the question. Maybe you're not understanding the nuances of my communication. You know what? I've got to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't mm -hmm. really care about your subtle nuances or you thinking it's all entertaining. No, because it's a multi-layered It's a multi -layered It's not multi-layered. You are walking around near the Holocaust Museum in Los Angeles, a place I've attended several times and found profoundly moving. And you're I've walking around been there. there recently, and you I are made... walking around yeah. there several weeks after the worst attack on Jewish people since the Holocaust. It's not on Jewish and people. 240, I, I, it's 240 not on Jewish people. I live with taken, Jewish people. Including three-month-old babies with and Holocaust Jewish people survivors. In Jewish Central. And your only contribution to this is to walk around and rip down hostage posters. And you seem to no, find it my, funny. No, my main contribution would be to educate people on what is really happening. Well, let me educate you. beat to let the slave master's you. drum. What you are doing is shockingly insensitive and inappropriate mm -hmm. and hurtful to the family members of those people taken hostage, including many young children. And, by the way, I also think the deaths of all the children in Gaza is horrific, and I've said so many times. But what you are doing... I respect you for sole, that. Your I respect sole you contribution, for double standard. Your sole contribution to this is to rip down posters of hostages, and I find that contemptible. Well, end the interview there. Thank you for your time. That's it from me. Whatever you're up to, make sure it's uncensored. Good night. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.